0: So you know that the Rams' offensive line has been bad this year, but do you know how bad? Historically bad? Legendarily bad? That's next on Locked on Rams. You are Locked on Rams. Your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Rams your first listen every single day, free and available wherever you get your podcasts. My name is Travis Rogers. Thanks for making us a part of what you do. Not only do I host the Locked On Rams pod, but I'm also the host of the Rams pre half and post game show on their flagship station, ESPN 710. We get that going about two hours before every game, um, which means this Sunday against the Seattle Seahawks, it's a one o'clock kickoff. We will be on the air at 11 a.m. myself and Kirk Morrison. And then immediately following the game, uh, we will be on the air as well for another two hours. We'll be at Hollywood Park Casino. If you have anybody who are in and around the area and you want to swing by, that would be great. Tell me you listen to the pod. It, uh, it happens occasionally, and I love it. So that's great. Uh, I'd love to see everybody out there. Here's what we have coming up on the pod. But not before you click your subscribe button, your podcast feed. Not before you check us out on YouTube. Locked on Rams, our YouTube channel as well. Always a great way to get the pot. Uh, I'm going to try, try, air quotes, try, uh, to give you a path to victory for the Rams on Sunday. I do think that it exists. I think that it is very narrow and steep and difficult, but I do think that it exists. We'll talk about that coming up in just a little bit. Um, The Odell Beckham back to the Rams thing, um, maybe not officially dead, but everything but. The Rams dropped the nameplate. I got a question about OBJ and what we may see from him. Uh, for the remainder of this season and beyond, we'll do that in a couple of minutes. Um, but let's also talk about um, this Rams offensive line and how bad it has been. But not before I tell you that today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online, as you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before, Bet Online where the game starts. All right. So, really, from the opening game of the season, Since like the opening night, Thursday night against the Buffalo Bills, they dropped the banner. I know it feels like 10,000 years ago. Um, This offensive line has been a disaster. And you knew it was going to be different coming into this season. You knew it was going to be different for two very obvious reasons. Um, Andrew Whitworth retired. Um, he was leaving, and Joe Nopum was going to slide into that left tackle spot. Joe, Andrew Whitworth not only was a, you know, Hall of Fame caliber left tackle for the better part of 15 years, um, but was probably the heart and soul of the offense as far as leadership goes. Uh, so that is obviously a very big part of it. You also had Austin Corbett, who was your right guard, who left to go to Carolina. Um, he got a new contract, good for him. So you're gonna you're gonna trade out at least two of the five guys up front. If only, right? If only that had been the extent of what you were dealing with this year. I'm going to give you some numbers and just to give you an idea of what we're talking about here. This is the worst offensive line carnage that any team has ever dealt with in the Super Bowl era. Okay, so let's go back to the late, mid to late 60s. Um, No team has ever had to do this. Look, the Rams have a lot of problems this year. They, They do. They've had a lot of performances that have been far below expectations, but the offensive line and, and the, 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 the constant shuffling of players in there is the reason we are where they are. That doesn't mean that everything else has been great. It hasn't, but this has been the problem. Every single offensive starter from this team, with the exception for one, Rob Havenstein is the exception has missed at least four games. At least, okay? Many of these guys have missed more than that or missed the entire season or have been down for the entire season. Every four of your five starting offensive linemen at the beginning of the year, Let am going to see if I can even remember this, going Joe Poom, David Edwards, Brian Allen, Coleman Shelton, Rob Havenstein, left to right. Four of those five, only Rob Havenstein, has not missed four or more games. boom has gone for the year. Allen's missed a ton of time. Uh, uh David Edwards has been on the IR, and uh, Coleman Shelton has missed some time as well. Unreal. That's only the tip of the iceberg. They have used, think about it, okay? They have used, keep in mind with, with, with Rob Havenstein, because this is going to make the number even crazier. They've used 13 different offensive linemen this year. 13. There's only five positions. Okay so and and one of the guys Rob Heimstein, has played every game. So you're basically talking about four positions for 12 different guys. I want to say that again. You're talking about four positions for 12 different guys. You've gone three deep at every single spot on your offensive line. Right? I mean, does that not tell you the you can lose one, you can maybe lose two. you can't lose them all, and then you sure, as you know what, can't lose all of the backups to the guys that you've lost, and that's where they are. They've had eleven different starters on the offensive line. I really, truly don't think I could name them all if you you know offered me a 100 bucks to do it off the top of my head. I really don't think I could do it. eleven different guys. This has never happened in the Super Bowl era. So while Cam Akers has been a disappointment, why Matthew Stafford really struggled this season, why Allen Robinson could not get going in any meaningful way, Tyler Higbee has been absent the entire season. This is why. All of those are are, are really – they're not even excuses. They're explanations as to why this team has struggled the way that it has. You have used basically a three deep at every position other than right tackle, and at left tackle, you are on your fifth different player fifth this is it's an if you're down to your third guy you're cooked they're down to their fifth guy at that position five five th- think about it do you know the fifth guy on any team at any position and we're dealing with it at a left tackle one of the most important positions on the field it's an extraordinary turn of events it's something that has literally never happened before in the Super Bowl era so sure there's a hangover sure there there has not been that pop, that that, that that snap, that crackle, that thing that uh, is around really good teams. Rams haven't had it this year. They, they just haven't, and that's a fact. But I don't know if you could have ever had it. Even, even if you did have it with this going on up front, it would never, it would never, ever going to be anything other than what we've had. That they've won three games with this is actually kind of a surprise. When you really kind of take a step back from it, knowing that this is the, the devastation that you've had at that particular position, it, it's it's really hard to wrap your head around. so you know we'll, we'll see this is the oh one other thing I forgot to say eleven out of eleven. The Rams have played 11 games so far. They have had 11 different offensive lines. They might, might actually run back a same offensive line this week against the Seattle Seahawks. The problem is, you've got your fifth string left tackle. You've got a backup left guard. You got a backup center. You got a backup right guard, and then you got right uh, Rob Havenstein on the right side, who's been okay. He's, he's been okay. He's the only one that's been okay, but. One out of five, it's really not going to do the trick. All right, coming up next, we want to talk about Odell Beckham Jr. Um, he hasn't decided where he's going to go, but you can bet your house that he's not going to come back here to Los Angeles. I got a few questions on that one. That's coming up next on Locked on Rams. Getting deep into the season right now, you got to check out Prize Picks. It is a great way to play daily fantasy football. It is a great way to have some fun with the games, and it is super easy to use. This is one of the things that I like it about so much. You're basically deciding if the Prize Picks projection is too high. Or too low? Are you going to go um, more or less than their price picks projections? Here's what I'm talking about. You pick two to five players, and if they score more or less than their price picks projection, you can win up to 10 times your money. So do you like more or less than 320 yards from Mahomes? Do you like more or less than 85 yards from Derrick Henry? Do you like uh, you know Justin Jefferson, half touchdown, more or less? This is what you do. You don't compete against other people. It's just you against the projections available and every sport that you like they got you covered at price picks whether it's basketball football hockey golf car racing whatever you like they've got it entries can be made in about 60 seconds or less it is just that easy here's how you do it you download the price picks app we go to prizepicks.com and you sign up and you play daily fantasy sports first time users can get a 100% instant deposit match up to 100 bucks with the promo code locked on if you deposit 100 price picks will give you 100 if you deposit 50 Prize picks will give you $50. So don't forget to enter the promo code Locked On at signup for an instant deposit match of up to 100 bucks. And thanks again for making Locked On Rams your first listen today. And for your second listen, check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget to check us out on YouTube. Our Locked on Rams YouTube page is a great way to do that. And you can see this absolutely terrible haircut that I got uh, recently. So you can make fun of me in the YouTube comments if you'd like to do that. Good news is I don't have much hair to screw up in the the first place. The, The bad news is it's a pretty terrible haircut, but what are you going to do? Sometimes it happens. Uh, all right. Um, Odell Beckham jr. Has not officially decided where he's going to, uh, play the remainder of the 2022 season. It seems like we're down to three. You're talking about Dallas Buffalo and the New York giants. Um, it felt like a foregone conclusion for a while that Odell Beckham jr. Was going to come back and, uh, run it back with the Rams. The Rams made it very clear that they wanted him back, at least by what they were saying publicly. Odell says that they did not make an offer that made it clear that they wanted him back. Um, I certainly understand where the Rams are coming from. He's coming off of a knee injury. Let's see where it is. So you don't know. You're getting, I mean, here we are in December. He still hasn't played. And, and nobody's fault. He tore up his knee in the Super Bowl. Uh, this is about when you would expect him back to begin with. Um, but it's not going to be in LA. Uh, they took his nameplate finally off of his locker in. in uh, in their facility. So he's not coming back more of a symbolic gesture than, than anything else. But uh, it brings up an interesting question, I think. And and, and I think it brings up um, a potential. Now, I don't know if it's a great opportunity, but I think it's a, it's an opportunity to tell a story to future players about what you do here with the Rams. Let's go, let, let's run it back um, to Odell Beckham jr. Prior to coming to Los Angeles. Prior to coming to LA, what was Odell Beckham Jr.'s reputation? It was a guy who was pretty explosive and and dangerous in New York. Made some unbelievable catches. We always remember the uh, the two finger catch that he made on Monday Night Football against the Cowboys. Uh, extraordinary, um, and was very very good, very impactful. And then wasn't. And then was kind of a a difficult teammate. Was difficult to have around. We're seeing, you know, kicking, kicking nets and going nuts and doing all sorts of things that were not necessarily beneficial to the team concept. They get rid of him. They send him to Cleveland, and his time in Cleveland was nothing short of a disaster. Um, You could argue that it was because Freddie Kitchens was a terrible coach, which is a fair argument. You could argue it was because Baker Mayfield was a terrible quarterback, which is also a fair argument. Um, and you could argue that no one in Cleveland really understood how to use him effectively. Fair argument. Could also argue that it just wasn't very good. He it, it just, it just didn't make an impact on the team, that he wasn't this, he wasn't that. And, you know, we're not going to force the ball to him. He can't get etc. et cetera, et cetera. So when um, he became available to the Rams, and I, I remember saying this on my radio show at the time, uh, I don't know. One, it didn't feel like they needed him, because keep in mind, Robert Woods was still healthy at this point, and it felt like more of a luxury item than anything else, but the Rams go get him, they bring him in, and he basically erased the Cleveland period of his career, erased the part where he was an emotional disaster in um, in New York, and he became OBJ again. He was really effective and really good with the Rams. He, he, he was on track to potentially be a Super Bowl MVP last season had he not gotten hurt. He was an incredibly important part of what they did last year. And then, you know, obviously with Robert Woods going down the way that he did, he becomes um, even more valuable. It really worked out. That's why I think everybody was excited about um, him coming back this year, even after the injury. Well, now here we are. He's not coming back. Um, So the question and the opportunity that I have is, what's it going to look like in Buffalo? What's it going to look like in Dallas? What's it going to look like with the New York Giants? Because here's the thing. In Buffalo, I think it'll look pretty darn good. In Buffalo, you've got Stephon Diggs there. In Buffalo, you've got Josh Allen there. In Buffalo, you've got an offensive-oriented team that I think will be able to use him very well. Sean McDermott knows what he's doing. Um, I think he'll be very, very effective in that environment on that team what about Dallas? That feels like a disaster waiting to happen. I, I'm not a big Dak Prescott guy. I don't really believe in that too much. I don't really believe in Mike McCarthy all that much. I don't believe in the Cowboy culture all that much. Um, and a player like Odell Beckham needs all of the things that I just mentioned. New York, you know, they, they have a bad quarterback. There's, you know, I don't care who you are. If your quarterback's not any good, you are know, as a wide receiver, you're going to get what you're going to get, which brings me to this. I think this is something that the Rams can potentially sell to other players, to other players that are maybe kind of in that, you know, am I a good fit, a bad fit? Is he on a decline? Is he still just in a bad situation? The Rams have proven that they can take a player who has struggled somewhere else and get them back on track. That's an attractive thing for guys. And even if it's kind of a, a rehab stop. And I don't mean that in an injury way. I mean that in almost like a reputation kind of way, like come in here, play really well for us. And who knows what somebody else may give you. Um, is it, The thing about it a little bit like this, this isn't perfect, but it's close enough. The Dodgers have done a very good job of this, not reputation-wise as far as somebody that's been, you know, difficult to have around, but just reputation-wise in, hey, you know what? We're going to take a val- a- an asset that's undervalued. We're going to pump it. We're going to get the most out of it. We're going to maximize this person's ability. And then if somebody else wants to go pay him, knock yourself out. We'll go do it again. But now you're getting all these other guys that want to come in, and the Dodgers can kind of pick and choose who they want. Think Tyler Anderson. Tyler Anderson bounced around, was – on his very best day average and didn't have very many best days, comes into the Dodgers and was great, just flat out great. And then the angels give him a bunch of money to leave. The Dodgers like, yeah, good luck. Bye. It's kind of something similar that the Rams could end up doing to be the place that guys come when maybe their value is a little bit lower, get the very best and most out of those guys at a relatively discounted price, and then move on from there. I think Odell's a very good example of that, especially If he goes somewhere else and it goes back and it looks more like Cleveland Odell, or it goes back and it looks more like New York Giants Odell. I think that is a, it's something to keep your eye on. I think it matters. I really do. And I think that could be another feather in Sean McVay's cap. If in fact, um, that's the way that it goes. All right. So how do the Rams win the game this weekend? They can stop laughing. They can do it. They can find a way maybe sort of, I don't know. It's coming up next on locked on Rams. This episode is brought to you by Audible. Audible is releasing a slate of new football podcasts that we're sure that you are going to love. Find Think Like a Champion now wherever you get your podcasts. Here's what it is. Think Like a Champion is a brand new pod from Russell Wilson and Audible. Russ is a champion on the field, but off of it, we rarely know the grind on the path to greatness. Russell Wilson, alongside co-host Harry Wilson and the late Trevor Moad, digs into how high-performance athletes, artists, and leaders push the boundaries of their potential. It's available for free on Audible and wherever you get your podcasts. Each episode features interviews with Olympic medalists, NFL stars, business leaders, and hosts will swap stories and shoot and share Proven mental techniques that have gotten the world's most elite performers across the finish line and beyond. Available for free on Audible and wherever you get your podcasts. So the Rams are on a five-game losing streak. It is the longest losing streak in Sean McVay's career. We've spent some time here on Locked on Rams talking about how I'm not so sure that the Rams won't finish um, the season. What is it? It's five now on an 11-game losing streak. I'm really not. Uh, There are some games that they can win. I think that they can win against the Denver Broncos. That is a a four-win team. They stink. Um, They play the Raiders um, in less than a week, Thursday night at SoFi Stadium. Uh, The Raiders are not a great team. They have a lot of good players, but not a particularly good team. Um, And then I think you got these two Seattle games. And, And not because the Seahawks aren't having a better season than the Rams. They clearly are. But rather that the Rams seem to match up particularly well against the Seahawks so how do you find a way to win the game this weekend I think a couple of things need to go your way uh number one you can't turn it over you just you have such a limited arsenal offensively you, ha- you have such a a a specific path on how to score points that you can't give away possessions you just can't throw possessions away so turnovers are going to be paramount Uh, making sure that you don't do it. So Bryce Perkins, if in fact he's the quarterback, still waiting to find out who the quarterback is going to be as of this moment. I really expect it to be Perkins. Um, He's got to take care of the ball. That's number one. Um, Number two is they're going to have to take it away from Geno Smith and and the Seattle Seahawks. That's something that they're going to have to do for the very same reason. Their offense can't score. The offense doesn't have firepower. The offense is not going to give you three or four or five really good opportunities to score touchdowns. You might get one or two. Well, okay, there's 14 points. That's not going to be enough to win an NFL game. You're going to have to give them some very short fields. You're going to have to allow them, even if it's not short fields that turn into touchdowns, short fields that turn into maybe some Matt Gay field goal attempts. Uh, He's been very good for the team this year. I think that that's probably your best offensive weapon at this point, believe it or not. You got a guy that's got range to nearly 60 yards. To try to kick some long field goals along the way. So turnovers, both making sure that you don't have any, and 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 really maybe taking some chances to the point where you try to get some. Um, which, which brings me to the next point, which is kind of counterintuitive. You're going to have to find a way to not give up big plays because you can't recover from them. If before, when the Rams were at their very best, if you gave up a big play and all of a sudden you're down, you know, thirteen to three in the second, saying like, yeah, we're, we're fine, we're going to get to our thirty no matter what. They're not. They're going to get to 17 or 20. And so you can't let your opposition get that far um, down the road. You're going to have to find a way to surprise somebody. And, and you're really, and, and again, this goes back to the Chiefs game plan a, a week ago. They got a turnover. They picked off Patrick Mahomes. They got another turnover when they created a fumble on punt coverage and recovered it. They uh got a couple of long or one long field goal from Matt Gay and they still lost the game decisively this is the problem with this team the the other the last most important thing you got to find a way to hold your opposition to less than two touchdowns you're gonna have to do it because that's probably the magic number right we just talked about well if you get 14 that's not enough it's gonna have to be enough for the Rams. you're gonna have to find a way to keep seattle in the you know 7, 10, 13, 14, maybe in a perfect world, 17 points, and find a way to scrape them together. The same situations that we've been talking about all season long are still right there in front of the Rams. They don't have their number one wide receiver, their number two wide receiver. They can't use their tight end because they got to keep them in the block. They have a a running back by committee situation where no one has really taken the bull by the horns and shown that they're uh, capable of giving you a consistent performance on the ground. You have a third-string quarterback probably – that's going to play for you most of the day your very best player maybe the best player in the history of your organization Aaron Donald is not playing uh because of injury for the first time in his career so yeah the path exists but it is a very narrow path it's a very difficult path and I'm not sure it's one that the Rams are going to be able to execute um I think that the Rams lose this game unfortunately I think they probably lose it by a touchdown or more Not because the defense won't be good. I think it'll be okay even with Aaron Donald, but because they just can't score points. If they're going to find a way to score points with this group, it would have started to happen by now. And here we are, six games left in the season. And I don't know, circle that Broncos game on Christmas Day because that may be the one. That may be the one that puts the, uh, the streak to an end. All right, that's going to do it for this edition of Locked on Rams. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. For your next listen, check out the Locked on Sports Today pod, Biggest Stories of the Day, Instant Reactions, Big Game Recaps, and the Take of the Day. It's available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time, whose house? It's Locked on Rams' house.